0: listening to the Thornapple Valley Church podcast. Thank you for joining us. Our hope is for you to be encouraged and to connect with God during this message. If you'd like to know more about Thornapple Valley Church, visit tvcweb.com. We are in week three of a series called Four Letter Words, and uh, today we're going to be talking about that mother of all four letter words, the F word, okay? All right, on the count of three, let's say it together. One, I'm just joking. Don't say it. Don't say it. I had them ready with a beep. (laughs) Uh, So no, what we're going to be talking about this morning is fear, fear. And uh, if you're like me, you have dealt with fear in your past. Am I right? So for me, I am really talking to myself this morning because this is something that I've really had to live with within the past year, year and a half, was how do I live with fear and have faith? How do I have faith with fear? Is it possible? And I know for some of you, this this talk this morning, as it has for me as I've prepared this, it's gonna hit you where you live. So what I wanna do is just start out this time with just some prayer, okay? Is that okay? All right, so Delton Middleville, why don't you join us in prayer? Father God, we... we uh, we know this, this fear sometimes creeps into our lives. We know that it can have control over our lives, God. So now we, we want to recognize that fear, God. We want to recognize what you're calling us to do. So Holy Spirit, I'm just asking that you move in my heart, and everybody's heart that is listening, God, and we open ourselves up to you and what you have to say. We love you. In Jesus' name, let's say it together. Amen, amen. amen. And like I said, this is something that... Uh, I have dealt with, uh, so I am speaking to myself first and foremost, and I know there are a lot of things in life that can cause fear, fear of uh, the unknown, fear of change, fear of loss, fear of whatever. It is just all over, And, and here's the thing, can we have fear and have faith? Can we have faith, but yet, have fear? And what does it mean? And I love this story in the Bible, and I wanna share this with you. This is, um, this is Jesus, I wanna paraphrase this. This is Jesus, uh, he, he has just gotten done teaching, and he's exhausted. And this is uh, found in Mark uh, chapter four. But So he's exhausted, he says to his disciples, the disciples, 12 guys that are following him around, he said, hey, go grab a couple boats, Let's go to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. So they get in these boats, and they go out into the water, and they're out in the water, and all of a sudden, a storm, and you guys know this story, maybe you're not, that's that's, that's, that's okay. But the storm develops, and and the disciples are in these boats, and they couldn't have been that big, and, and Jesus is sleeping. You know this. Jesus is sleeping at the front of the boat there's probably a little mattress there, and the waves are crashing into the boat, the storm is rolling in, the lightning, and they're, they're bailing water out as fast as it's coming in, and they say, teacher, teacher, do you not care that we're gonna drown? Do you not care that we're gonna die? And I gotta tell you, and it doesn't say this, but I wonder if Jesus was really sleeping. I wonder if he just had one eye open going, <laughs> just laughing at him. Like, I wanna see what these guys are gonna do and, and so, so Jesus gets up, and this is what he says uh, in, in uh, I think it's verse 39. He said, he got up, he rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died, and it was completely calm. And in verse 40, it says this, you know, he said to his disciples, why are you afraid? Where is your faith? And his disciples are are dumbfounded. They're like, who is this guy that he can have a conversation with nature and calm the winds and the waves? And I think the point of this story isn't so much that you shouldn't have fear. I think the point of this story is when you have fear, where is your faith? Where is your faith? Where is your faith placed? Is it in the storm? I think at the beginning of the story, the disciples, when they're in the boat and they're, they're bailing out water and they see the waves crashing in and the storm clouds coming in and the lightning striking, their faith was in the storm. Their faith was in the fear. And I think that was Jesus' point. Look, why, why is your faith there and why is it not in me? And I think when we're in that place, when the storm comes into our life and we're dealing with fear, where are we placing our faith? And here's what, what I think that fear is not the absence of faith. And faith is not the absence of fear. Fear can be a catalyst for faith. I want to say it again, fear can be a catalyst for faith in our lives. But the question is where Where is that faith placed? And I I sort of lived this out Um, last summer. I went to my buddy's uh, house. He has a boat on uh, White Lake up in Muskegon. And he's like, hey, do you want to go out in the boat? And our families went out, and his boat is, it's a bigger boat. It's got like three levels, you know, the main level. Uh, and then you got the bathroom and the kitchen and all that and the lower level. And then up top, you have a flybridge. Anybody know what a flybridge is? Okay, I didn't either. I had to text him. I'm like, what's the top of the boat called? He's like, flybridge. <laughs> so anyways, so I, I, I'm up in the flybridge. We go out White Lake. We go out to the channel. And out of the channel, you go into Lake Michigan. And... We're heading out to Lake Michigan. We hit the waters, and I got to tell you, a lot like the disciples, these, the water was probably, the waves were six, seven foot, and this boat is like this, right? And I'm at the top of the fly bridge, and uh, a little fear starts coming into my life. Like, I'm about to die. I'm about to drown. And a little awkward moment is when my buddy Brent said, why are you holding me? I was, I, was, I was just checking, just checking, making sure. But so this fear that I'm about to drown, but in the midst of it, I had complete faith in my buddy Brent to turn the boat around and get us to safety, okay? Once I let go of him, once I let go, I felt like we were going to be okay. So I had faith in my buddy to get us back home safe, and I had a little bit of fear, In my life. And I love this old chorus. I don't know if you guys remember this song. It's called Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. It's an old hymn, and the chorus just goes Turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face, and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. I love that song. And here's the line in that song where it says, And the things of earth, Will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. But so often, when we put our faith in the wrong places, it doesn't dim. But if we're in the storm and the waves in our lives are crashing in, and we say, God, I trust in you, I put my faith in you, that fear will dim will strangely dim. That fear will not go away, but it'll dim. So, what happens if we put our faith in the fear? Here, I believe it will destroy us. I believe when we put our faith in anything but Jesus, when the storm comes rolling in, it will destroy us. And I want you to hear that this morning. And this is what it says in Isaiah uh, 41.10. It says, so do not fear. I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And I think what he's saying here is that I'm I'm with you. I'm with you in every circumstance in your life, in every situation in your life where you feel that fear, that anxiety, that worry. Do not be dismayed. I am with you. And here's what I believe, that if we put our faith in the fear, we have the potential to miss what God wants to do in our lives. I want to say it again. If you and I put our faith in the fear, in the storm, the potential is that we're going to miss what God wants to do in our lives. Fear has great power right? Fear has great power, and some of you are living through that right now, and it has the potential to destroy our faith, to destroy where we put our faith. And here's what I believe, that fear can paralyze us from moving towards God and what God has called us to do. Fear can tell us that we're not good enough. Fear reminds us that we are weak and that we are broken. Fear offers no hope. And if we allow that fear to control our lives, we'll never find the strength to move towards and trust God. We'll never find our true identity in Christ. We will never allow God to heal our hurts and our wounds. We will never find lasting peace Enjoy through Jesus. That's been me. That's been me. If I'm honest, if I'm gut honest, that's been me. Is that you? Is it you? And this is what it says in first John four eighteen. Again, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love to understand his love, to understand his grace and his mercy in the storm, to put our faith in him and let that fear dim. So I have a question. If I were to ask you, where are you at today? One, with fear in your life. And two, where's your faith? Where is your faith placed? Another story I think that, uh, talks about this whole idea of faith and fear, fear and faith. Um, and some of you know this story, and if you don't, um, I'm going to kind of give you a, a, an overview of it. But uh, this is the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, I love this story and how really it just illustrates having faith in the midst of fear. And I want to set this up just a little bit. Uh, so King Nebuchadnezzar, this is found in Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar, uh, his friends call him King Nebi. uh, But uh, they, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar has built this gold idol, big idol. And he said to all the people, he said, hey, I want you to bow down. I want you to worship this idol. When the music plays, you just boom, get down. And these three individuals, these three uh, rabble-rouser, troublemakers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, not going to do it. So this is kind of where it picks up in Daniel uh, three thirteen. It says this, furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods, worship the image of gold that I have set up? Now when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, If you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. I think they felt a little bit of fear there, okay? I'm just saying. So then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand, he says. Now I can imagine that throughout this whole process they felt a little bit of fear. When they didn't worship the idol, when they uh, said to the king, no, we're not going to do it, and then facing certain death and a blazing furnace, I'm sure there was a little bit of fear in their lives. And just picking back up in 16, it says this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand little defiant but even if he does not and i love this we want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up so these guys in the midst of the fear in the midst of certain death are saying we have faith we have faith in our God that he will deliver us. And I love it when, he, when they say, hey, even if he doesn't, we're still not doing what you want us to do. So we still win, okay? Um, and this is what it says in verse 19, pick him back up. It says, then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude towards them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of his strongest soldiers in the army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Can I just say, when I read this, I think King Nebuchadnezzar has a little redneck in him. Because I've been to some of y'all bonfires where you got... 12 pallets and your buddy's shed hanging on top and you light that on fire seven times. Yeet, yeet, you know what I'm saying? He's just, he is uh, maybe just a little bit redneck. So it's seven times hotter. And this is what it says in, in 21. Uh, the, king command, uh, the king's command was so urgent and the furnace was so hot, the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. So it's so hot, the soldiers died. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, well, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in that fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. The satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was their hair off their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then then Nebuchadnezzar said, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses, turned into a pile of rubble so he could burn it. Uh, for no other God can save in this way. Woo, yeah. And that is the God that we serve. That is the God who loves us, who we are made perfect in, in his love, that even when we face the fire in the furnace, he shows up, he shows up. Did they feel fear? Most certainly. Did they trust God? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What fire are you facing today? What fire are you looking down and you're going, God, I don't know. I feel like this is certain death. And where is your faith? This is what it says in 2 Timothy uh, one seven. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. I don't think that's saying that you can't have fear. I think what that's saying is when you have fear, trust in me. Trust in my love. And I want you to hear this because I think this is important. And I think over the last two years, there's been this this sort of distortion um, where people have said, look, faith over fear, faith over fear. I think it's faithfulness in the fear. And if you are here and if you're like me, because I'm going to be honest The last year and a half, I've had fear in my life. The last year and a half has been a daily coming back, saying, God, I trust you in this storm. I trust you in this blazing furnace. I trust you in the unknown. I trust you in the changes. I've had to deal with that. And some days I'm better at it than others. But here's what I want you to hear this morning, and I want you to hear this from my heart. And I think what God is saying is that if you have fear in your life, you have not failed. If you have fear in your life, you have not failed. Maybe some days we fail to put our faith in the right place. Maybe some days we fail to trust in him fully. And maybe that's where we need to come back today and say, God, I trust you. I trust you in the storm. I trust you when the waves are crashing in. I trust you when I've been thrown into that blazing furnace. And here's the thing with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. When they're in that blazing furnace, they were saved. Their hair wasn't singed. They didn't smell like smoke, but they may have felt the heat. And I think too often when we're in that place where we're in the fire and we can kind of feel the heat, but we're, we're, our faith is in the right place, that heat can kind of draw us, and we start to, we start to lose that faith and over time. It's in the wrong place. That can happen so easily. So where are you at? Maybe today is a day where where you come back. You say, you know what, I wanna put my faith in you, Jesus. I wanna put my faith back in you. God knows your story. God knows your situation. God knows your circumstance. And he wants to say, listen to me. I will stand up and I will say, be still. For I love you, for I am with you. So maybe we gotta come back today. So, some questions that I want you to think about. One, what, do you, what fear do you have? Two, Where are your eyes looking? And three, where is your faith placed today? And maybe today is is a, a day where you take a step and you come into a relationship with Jesus because right now you feel this thing inside your heart where you know, I can't do this on my own. I can't do this on my own. So, I need you, Jesus. Maybe today is the day where you make that decision. And if you do make that decision, I just encourage you there's a connection card. Let us know you made that decision so we can pray for you, we can celebrate with you. Maybe today is a day where you're like, I can't do this on my own and I need some help. We have a thing called TVC Hope. You can text TVC Hope to 77948 and they'll put you in touch with somebody you can talk to, give you some resources. So, I encourage you to do that. What fear do you have? Where are your eyes looking? And where is your faith placed today? And we're going to take a few moments, and regardless of where we're at in life, I encourage you to take a next step. And I don't know what that next step looks for you. Um, we're going to play a little bit here. Uh, I'm going to sing a song. But before we do that, there are going to be some next steps on the screen at all of our campuses online. And I just encourage you, pray, what's the next step that I could take today? And maybe that next step is I'm going to put my faith and my trust in you, Jesus, and not in the fear. And I'm going to put my faith in the storm. So God, we love you, and God, I I pray for those of us who are in that place where it's a daily coming back to you because there's so much fear in our lives, so much anxiety and worry. We give you that, that anxiety and worry and that fear today, God. We trust in you. We lay it at the foot of the cross, and we thank you for your strength and your mercy to pick us up and love us right where we're at. And we love you. In Jesus' name, let's say it together. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Thornapple Valley Church Podcast. If you found this message encouraging, we invite you to share it. For more information, visit tbcweb.com.